2: Hello everyone, welcome to BYT Radio, my name is Brandon Weatherby BYT Radio stands for Brightest Young Things Radio Brightest Young Things is an arts and culture website based out of Washington, D.C. With a presence in New York and Chicago And we also happen to throw events Last weekend was our third iteration of Death Becomes Us Which is a true crime festival The festival concluded with Lorena Bobbitt on stage with Amanda Knox Uh, And that happens, and you can listen to that podcast uh, that just went up there's been a lot of coverage about that specific episode. Apparently, people are interested in somebody that was accused of murder and somebody that um, uh, I want to say not dislocate, dismembered someone, and uh, was uh, brutally covered in the media for uh, really sad reasons. So it's a fun romp. BrightestYoungThings.com. Speaking of fun romps, our guest today is one of my faves from 2019. Biggest sports fan I know <laughs> Todd is Todd Von Amon is here, best name too Todd, how are you? I'm good, I'm surprised
1: to have gotten a second invite
2: Why? I don't know You're one of the few people that I've had on this show that I've genuinely enjoyed oh, Let's wow. rank all of them <laughs> No, you're good, why are you surprised? Are you just you know, saying that because it's a nice thing to say? You know, it's easy to have an inferiority complex with radio shows you Do you know. have an inferiority complex? Uh, do you? No, clearly I don't. I'm, I'm, that's not a good thing or a bad thing. I think I know where I stand with most people, and I'm proud of that. And I think here's, here's the thing I've, I've realized uh, over the course of this year, maybe the last five years. I don't suffer from anxiety the same way a lot of people do. Uh-huh. And I'm not really using social media a lot of the ways my peers do. Uh-huh. So I'm good. Does that make sense? Like I don't really have the fear of uh, missing out at all. I don't have the my life isn't as good as this person's or that mm. person's. I'm pretty great. Mm-hmm. Now you, straight white man in America, why aren't you better? <laughs> I'll try harder. <laughs> uh, so you do, you do try. You're putting up your newest show this I'm trying, weekend. Yeah, it's called yeah. Focus Group. That's right. Okay, so let's. You're on the show because you own and operate an art gallery. Yeah, and it's called uh, Von Aminco. and Co. I think about that first. It's located in Georgetown, uh huh, the heart of art in Washington D.C. <laughs> the heart of sofas. <laughs> Speaking of sofas. Your last exhibit, Be- Bright Shining Things, did a little feature on, and it was about uh, things that melted. <laughs> R- it was, yeah, wasn't it? I don't remember that. Your but- last feature, the- no, no, your your last art show. Uh huh. What was your last art show? Uh, last one was Helmet Lang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the what were the what were the what was the art constructed of? Well, basically,
1: um, when Helmet Lang finished up his. Fashion career, he mm-hmm. took his entire archive and shredded it up yeah. using a big shredding truck, and then uh, mixed that stuff up in resin and made this giant body of sculpture. Yes. And so so we so that's what we showed.
2: You showed trash. You showed a man's trash. Essentially, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of what we do.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is why I like you because I didn't think I I, I I didn't think that anyone that does what you do would have your type of humor. <laughs> Do you think? Trust me, I'm surrounded by self seriousness. Not at work. I'm happy with the job, but a lot of the people I interview are way too serious. Mm. And I ask you the classic Heath Ledger Joker question: Why <laughs> so serious? <laughs> no, but, seriously, but but I thought I wasn't. <laughs> in all honesty, you're not. You're not serious. Do you find yourself an outlier in this community?
1: Well, you know, I, I, I heard an expression one time that I thought was pretty good, which was uh, seek humility or humility will seek
2: you, you know, which, which means, <laughs> does that make sense? It does make sense. But the fact that you said it and even you knew I was going to be like, that's stupid. I don't but think you it's committed. stupid. I think it's really No, good. it's beautiful. It's, it's an absolute, it's true. That's how it should be. That's how people should live. You're right. Oh, was I? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but you say it with like no confidence. It's lovely. Yeah, yeah. I, I just wanted to say it right, you know? Um, I do know. This is really going to help people go to your new exhibit, Focus Group, which opens this Saturday. Humility, yeah. And yeah. runs yeah. through January 11th. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so what's the uh, the, the premise of this uh, art show to me, is appealing to me, I don't know if that's good or bad for you, <laughs> but uh, it's sort of about propaganda, kind of? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I
1: think it, it has more to do with kind of corporate marketing. Um Every time I do a show that has more than one person in it, mm-hmm. it's usually just like stuff that Todd likes, and that. Why would... didn't you call your gallery stuff that? Todd likes? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't. I don't think I need to, you know, spell it out like that. You know, I mean, that's that's really that's really just what it is. But um, you know, I I was talking to a lot of artists, mm-hmm. um, and I was thinking about this stuff that's being made now that I think is really interesting. Um, and I started to find all this work that was being made out of kind of post-consumer ready-mades. Does, okay, that, make, so does
2: that make sense to you? It makes sense to me, but let's uh, paint a visual. Paint a visual? That's not that I mean, Paint a visual. Maybe yeah. paint a visual. Yeah. Um, the invite for the, the opening features a play on Taco Bell's logo. Yes. <laughs> the If you go to the, the voneman.co website, it's uh it's a it's a liquor advertisement type of
1: Uh that's actually a painting, by, a Julia, painting.
2: by Julia by Julia Wachtel but she's obviously
1: she's taking imagery from kind of 1950s yes. sort of sunset magazine you know uh promotional material This is
2: my favorite type of art. And i and I say that with all sincerity. Cool. <laughs> Why do you Here's why I think it's my favorite type of art. I don't actually know why it's my favorite type of art, but I think it's my favorite type of art because it's some it's taking something familiar, it's taking something that's ent- entire point is to sell something and it's sort of turn it on its head. Exactly. So I know a lot of people who
1: did focus groups to make money. Okay. You know? Um, did you ever do
2: a focus group? I actually never did. I have Done focus
1: group. Which groups. focus group did you do?
2: I did one for Heineken Beer uh-huh. in like 2005, 2006. Uh-huh. And I was also the person that uh, like administered focus group tests for the Chicago White Sox from 2006 to 2010. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I've interviewed a lot of people about Chicago White Sox baseball, asking the same questions uh-huh. over and over, okay. and over again. Yeah. So, you know, I,
1: I think that the focus group is an interesting kind of thing just because most a lot of people who are artists um, whom I know uh, have, have done these things for 100 bucks, mm-hmm. 200 bucks or whatever, and they're basically kind of dialing in their data to mm-hmm. big corporations to help them sell their products, you know. Um, and then I you know so I interviewed a lot of artists about which focus groups they've done and their experiences with them. Uh, you know, One person did a celestial seasonings. A focus group. Another one did one for hair dye, and the actual pictures that you know are shown on mm-hmm. hair dye boxes. Um, and I, I just thought it was really interesting because these people who are you know technically counterculture in a lot of ways are making are making money yeah. doing this. Probably the most corporate thing you can possibly do. Um, in a in a sense, you know, uh, kind of. I mean, you're you're, di- you're basically telling the corporation how to sell their products. If you're like, being sincere, yeah, definitely. Or you can go in and fuck around. There you go. Yeah, which which I think, you know, I think this show is is you know, it's about that, you know, you and 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 also you know this idea of the highly networked society and the fact that you know at this point, um, just as consumers and users of social media and the internet and all that stuff, we're basically taking part in a focus group all the time.
2: Which makes me wonder about the future of focus groups. Like, I don't understand that. I still get the emails like, do you want to do X, Y, and Z? <laughs> I don't understand them. They're Why, probably not going to be necessary much longer. Yeah, like I have a uh, one of the smart TVs, right? Mm-hmm. There, all it is is like one giant tracking device. Yeah. So they every screen that I'm consuming they could see what I'm consuming. Yeah. Why would you need to ask me a question because I can't really lie about what I'm watching on Netflix. Exactly. I'm sincerely watching The Great British Bake exactly. Off. I don't need to tell you in fib.
1: Yeah. So, you know, what I what I thought was interesting is, you know, the the most valuable uh, information is location data, mm-hmm. you know, and they've actually been able to target consumers who are cheating on their spouse, you know, just by p- watching the patterns of their behavior. You know, they go, they go to work, and then they go to now, some you, random person's. Did house. you learn
2: that because you own an art gallery in Georgetown, or is this by you learned? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. The, the, this was, uh, this was, fir- this was firsthand. Um, it's your own focus group. Just yeah, out the yeah, window. exactly. <laughs> so. You know, and, and then, of course, you know, I, I was thinking about focus group just in terms of, you know, the the audience of DC that I have. You know, I've done three shows. Mm-hmm. They've been very specific things. Um, I kind of wanted to do this show with a ton of artists. Yeah, there's 18 so that, at this one. So that basically, you know, DC could basically have its own focus group and say, oh, this is, this is what's interesting. Sure. This is, this is what... We were responding to and all that stuff, so I'm kind of performing a focus group just by doing the show.
2: So, what you're saying is you're smarter than the people you want to show up at your own arc. <laughs> <laughs> There's the inferiority complex. <laughs> Do you wear things that are branded? Uh, because I don't, I'm looking at you now, I don't think you, if, if you are, I don't see the label. Like, I'm wearing Nikes, you could clearly see, yeah, the yeah, yeah, I'm wearing Adidas pants, you could clearly see. The three stripes I'm certainly not, I'm not against it you know you're not uh, no, I was no, no, no. wondering definitely not it's just but
1: you know like you know like this is like a hanes t shirt these are doc Martins you know like they're 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 not like those new sort of unbranded yeah. like e
2: commerce things you know they're all real brands but, but. At, <laughs> real brand. but at the same time I only like real brands <laughs> uh, at the same time you're not advertising for Haynes your shirt doesn't say Haynes across the chest. no, it doesn't are you opposed to Wearing anything that's essentially just advertisements for the thing you're wearing. You know the thing
1: the thing about it. the Thing about everything that's happening uh, in sort of the late capitalistic mm-hmm. landscape uh, is, is I I I don't really. I try not to take an anti perspective on okay. anything. You know. And really. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, I I, I think that this is all really interesting information. You know, that is shaping culture and and uh, determining what the art conversation is going to be. So that's. I mean, that's kind of. Yeah, I mean, once you see the show, you'll kind of see where I'm at with that.
2: You know, like once again, I'm, the show opens this Saturday. That's right. <laughs> of uh, the 18 artists, are any of them taking a negative point of view? Not a 100 percent
1: negative view. Okay. Um, because I, I don't, I don't really like that kind of art. I don't like like browbeating, sure. kind of you know, hyper politicized artwork. I, I I tend to work with artists who are critical of things mm-hmm. but also attracted to them in a certain sense so just for it just to give you an example uh Tabor Roback the first artist who showed um in the gallery is making one of those claw games you yes know, like you know uh and which are typically filled with stuffed animals mm-hmm. um but instead of stuffed animals they're going to be full of uh pieces of garbage that he has uh, no is made this the same himself.
2: garbage from the last art exhibit that you just showed not the same. Okay, no, different no, garbage. No, this is yeah, new this garbage. This is different garbage. New exhibit, new garbage. So basically what... Why t- didn't you call it your art gallery New Exhibit, New Garbage? <laughs> well, the working
1: title for this show was Junk. Uh, well, and, get out of here. It's I, I, not you good. Know,
2: Focus Group's is a really good name no, for this show. No, I,
1: it was better, you know, and so I just stuck with that because um, it's obviously more complicated but um, <laughs> than, you know, Junk. And I, I also don't, didn't think many artists would you know, agree to be in that show. Uh. (laughs) I disagree completely. I mean, maybe. Uh, Who knows? Uh, They wouldn't have gotten as excited about it. Yeah. Um, You know, this show is unusual from other shows because actually today, tomorrow, and even Saturday, artists will be showing up in Washington, D.C. with artwork in the back of their cars to put into the show because they... We're so excited about this concept that they worked on their work until the very last minute. That's great. Um, So it'll be be pretty interesting.
2: This has got to be a much easier setup than the last one. Because the last one was like the whole gallery and it was stuff that had to be shipped here and, and... that it was expensive. Yeah, that's what uh, I was trying to get it
1: at. <laughs> uh, this is less expensive, uh, but of course, when you have 18 artists, mm-hmm. um, it's it's more of a puzzle game figuring out how everything goes. Uh, I don't know if this is
2: a good question or a bad question, and we're gonna find out now. <laughs> how did you find the 18? Are these? Uh, con- you're giving me like the worst look. I've ever seen. No, no, no. The I, worst I, I got accused. I,
1: I got accused of giving someone like a shitty stare the other the other night, and I never intend to do
2: that. Well, this is a fair. If it's a shitty question, I don't know if it is because I'm fascinated about how you find the artists uh-huh. when it comes to 18 artists across a certain thing, and they're working until the last minute. So that makes me think that you asked people to participate in the show, and then some of them created art specifically for the show. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a lot different than oh I've seen this this will fit here mm-hmm. and I'm sure that there are not sure I think that there are probably some pieces that you knew existed and that's why you asked them to be in the show and you want to show a specific piece for some of them.
1: Yeah, I mean I think that the common denominator is is my relationships with the so artists. So did
2: you know all the 18 before you were working on focus group? Um,
1: I think I knew I think I know 17 of them. Okay, uh, and then the only person I don't know. Uh, Shows with a gallery that I work with a lot. I okay. really respect.
2: So you knew these artists and then you decided I'm going to have the show or you had the show idea and then you pulled from your catalog, these are the artists I want in the show.
1: Um, the thing about DC is you have to have pretty long shows. You know, like, it, like each show has to be about two months long. Why? Um, well, you want to make sure that everybody who can see it will see it. Okay. Especially people who... Uh, don't spend all of their time in Washington you okay. know so you kind of want to make a big window for people to come um, and so I think that having long shows is great artists love it you know I like it it's a lot less strenuous mm-hmm. um, you end up getting better press all these things um, but it's hard to sort of represent what you do and what your thing is you okay. know, with very long shows. Um, so I've had three shows, mm-hmm. all artists who I work with and love, but I kind of wanted to basically give the entire landscape of like, who's going to show at the gallery um, and what sort of what the... for focus group. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, okay. what the program is. So okay. So to answer your question, like almost everybody in the show... Is going to show at the gallery at some point. Okay. In the so future. that and that
2: was sort of important for you. Yeah. For this yeah. specific show. Yeah,
1: because I just wanted I wanted uh, you know my uh, you know big uh, objective of mine is to um, kind of serve my audience, you know, and yeah. and 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 uh, get my audience interested, and if they get to see everything at once, you know, then. I think I'll get a lot more people dialed into the gallery.
2: Do you think shows like this will help you skew younger?
1: Yeah, probably. Okay. Do you want to skew younger? Yeah. Well, I mean, each one of the shows so far has had a really cool, specific kind of niche audience, you know, um, that came out in full force, you know? So obviously Helmut Lang had all these really cool, young, like aspiring fashion designers, you know, um, Kids in their twenties, yeah. you know, coming and totally fanning out at the show. You know, Tabor's show had, you know, people really interested in video games and digital art mm-hmm. and kind of a more a more tech inspired audience. Um, uh, Jacobs' show had this kind of older sophisticated collectory audience
2: you know what do you expect to draw from this
1: uh hopefully a mixed bag you okay. know hopefully a lot of different people come uh that's that's, that's my
2: goal um i like it cuz it it to me i have no idea if the show is going to be good i want to see the show <laughs> it looks like it's just a feedback loop of consumer propaganda
1: pretty much yeah yeah so um are, do you know who Marcel Duchamp is? Yes. Um, so, of course, Marcel Duchamp has this big show at uh, the Hirshhorn. Um, a, a two collectors from D.C. just mm-hmm. do- donated, I think, 35 pieces uh, of Marcel Duchamp. You know, and this person was making most of the work in the early 20th century. Um, the urinal, the, you know, the fountain, the urinal, the famous piece, the bottle dryer, all these things. These are ready-made objects that it, that just came straight from a different place. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the artist kinda knew where the where these things were made. They were made in a specific factory. Yeah. They were made, you know, like they were made by a an artisan, basically. <laughs> and now, you know, the objects that w- we're surrounded by were all made who the hell knows where. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, they go through these crazy complicated supply chains. They're made out of plastic. There's thousands of them. They're yep. disposable. You know, all the you know, things like that. And so this show is really about Uh, artists using these objects in their work and kind of what that represents about the economy, you know, about society today, um, how most of the things we're surrounded by have no
2: sort of provenance, you know, in the same way that they used to. Well, I clearly like this stuff. I don't think it's necessarily a good thing because it's maybe too lowbrow. Do you worry about that? Or is this to you not, do you even consider Browse when it comes to this stuff? Because it's pretty easy to understand, probably. You know,
1: my my space, you know, uh, most galleries show a bunch of stuff made out of marble. They yeah. show oil on canvas. They yeah. show, you know... Classic gallery stuff. Drawings, you know, framed drawings <laughs> and stuff like that.
2: Are you making fun of framed
1: drawings? Yeah, totally. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I hate framed drawings. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, in, in, within my context, you yeah. Know, I, like I, I don't really think about those things just okay. because uh, I, I find that so few interesting artists are engaged in that kind of
2: thing. At of this anything point. that's going to be in this show, is there anything that you'd want in your own home? Basically every single thing. Really? Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> if you could have one 90s or 80s sitcoms house to decorate and live in, which house... Andor space would you decorate and live in? Jack, if you're listening to the show, he's, Jack's the producer of the and Runs Full Service Radio. If there's one 80s or 90s sitcom space that you could live in and decorate with any art, where would you live and how would you decorate it? Does this make sense? Probably the Wonder Years house. The Wonder Years house. Yeah. I love this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why?
1: Well, that was kind of like a ranch house. Right? It, was like a, a, it was like a Midwestern ranch style house. Yeah, right? yeah So far, is, I love this answer. Which I, yeah, I love those houses. You so know? you're
2: going with it from a 90s sitcoms referencing the 60s. So I, I love this. <laughs> no, I'm completely sincere. This is the best answer. I would have never gone that way. <laughs> this is great. Okay, how would you decorate it? Um,
1: I'm
0: trying to, I'm trying to like conjure sure. sure, it. sure. I'm trying to conjure it. And um, would you
2: live in the Wonder Years house? Yeah, I okay. think that's the house I would probably live in.
0: Jack, uh, clear. I'm striking out, man. I'm thinking. You think about it. I'm kind they of all seem the same to me in my mind. Well, that's the point. They are, the... but they are. Then and is this is just asking me my favorite '90s sitcom, basically. No, not at all. Not at all.
2: Like I might want to live slash own the Peach Pit from '90210. <laughs> I know it's not a sitcom, so let's just change it to like all '90s and '80s shows. The Peach Pit. The Peach Pit, which yeah. became like the Peach Pit at Night, which had like the Flaming Lips play there. Uh-huh. So you get this. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. You get a nice like diner slash club. Oh, yeah, I love And this. you guys I know love I love, love diner slash clubs. Like, that's what I'm known for. <laughs> you could book it. You could... And, and the, I feel like that. And maybe if Buffy still... Yeah, Buffy counts. <laughs> maybe the first season where like Seth Green's band would play. Uh-huh. Because like you just change the posters on the walls, or you could just you could turn a venue I feel into anything. Yeah. I love the idea of the Wonder Years house, though. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like almost the same type of house you'd see in Silicon Valley now. Right, not not right. not Silicon Valley proper. A TV show, TV show. Yeah, yeah yes. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I love this. Okay, Jack.
0: Yeah, I guess I have to just go with the Fresh Prince of Bel Air because it's a mansion. Oh well, yeah, and that's I mean, yeah. okay.
2: Here's and that, I that was my initial one, seasons one through three or four through the end. They have a like the seasons one through three. You essentially just see like the guest entryway and the Mm. living room, and then and then all of a sudden when they get the new Aunt Viv, you see mostly the kitchen and the living room. Uh huh. You see what I mean? Uh huh. Totally different spaces. Uh Which Fresh Prince one or Fresh Prince two? Do you want light and airy or dark and dramatic? Dark and dramatic. Okay, so you're going one through three. Yeah. It might actually be only one and two. I apologize. <laughs> and I think the reason why I'm, I'm connecting the dots in my head, um, my friend CJ Teledano runs House of Highlights, hmm. and they just did a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air uh, redid the rap song video all about the Clippers. So like they did the spray paint house, intro, the spray paint room intro with the throne. Do you know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm, Jack? Yep. Do you know what I'm talking about, Todd? Yeah. Of okay. And that to me, I'm, I'm, that's how like I connected the art that you're showing in this hmm. because I loved that. What they're doing in the House of Highlights video is like it's a 25, 30 year old song. We're gonna redo it to explain what's going on with the Clippers and the Battle of L.A. for the Lakers versus the Clippers. We've already established that you're like the biggest sports fan I know, so you totally <laughs> understand this, Todd. <laughs> But it also reminds me of the art in theory that I'll see at your show, which opens this November, this Saturday, November sixteenth. You're taking stuff like the Taco Bell logo and flipping it on its head. You're taking known entities and changing them in in ways that are, are different. You're changing. That's what changing means. So yeah, yeah, that's all.
1: Yeah, it's like a it's like a very um, complex form of like repurposing,
2: but also incredibly simple. Yeah, I hope. Yeah. I'm speaking without knowing, which is always a great thing white men should do in America. <laughs> I like living in DC. It's been over a year now, right? Uh,
1: not quite yet. Okay. Um, I- I'm a totally satisfied. If it's
2: customer. like 11 months and 15 days, I'm going to be very upset.
1: It's no, no, no. I think it's uh, I think it's like nine months now
2: or something. All right, you've been here a, a, so, however long it takes to make a baby. Exactly. What are your thoughts?
1: Uh, I'm 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 happy here. Good. Yeah, I, I mean, I I went up to New York on my own in a Ford Transit to pick up a bunch of the stuff for this show. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was just back on the streets of New York. And, I mean, it was just just too hardcore,
2: you know. Jack, do you miss New York in the same way? Or no, it's not too hardcore. I don't miss
0: New York. You don't miss New York? I mean, I do often, but when I go back, usually it takes two days. And then I'm like, oh, right, there's a reason I don't live here. There's a reason I don't want to go back and live here. You can visit. Yeah, you know? it's great. to I love going yeah. back and visiting. I mean, I spent like most of my life there. But, Let's
2: um, say America's mayor, Rudolph Giuliani, is still the mayor of New York City. You mm-hmm. would both still be living there, correct? Yeah. You know you know <laughs> it. That's the reason you both left. Is that correct?
0: <laughs> With a FDNY t-shirt. <laughs> 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 oh, fuck. Well, I think that's the best way to get people to go to focus group at the <laughs> Co.
2: Uh, in Co. It's, it's in Caddy Alley.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's... Uh, it's um, in Georgetown, you know, not, not far from the Exorcist Steps, which was an attractor for me, uh, just behind M Street.
2: Wouldn't it have been cool if uh, Kanye decided to read a book instead of go with the crutch of there's God?
0: <laughs> he reads a book. So if you say the good book, I swear to God, uh, which does not exist. Continue. A, he hasn't read a page of that. Yeah, he definitely hasn't. No. I'm sure there is like
2: an app that has quotes that he cycles through. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. yeah I well, mean, I'm still a fan of the Kardashians. They've done more to raise awareness for the Armenian genocide than any uh, group of individuals. <laughs> I'm serious. Laugh all you want. I'm oh, pro-Kardashians. A strange reason to like the Kardashians, but what, what are you going to do with your celebrity? Let's think about it. What's the best reason to be a celebrity? To raise money for causes? To raise awareness for causes? Oh yeah, def- absolutely. So like Kardashians to me are like on the par with like Matt Damon trying to like have clean water for the world. It's, okay. a, it's a noble effort.
1: Yeah. No. No. I'm all about philanthropy.
2: Yeah, why not? Yeah. Anyways, wouldn't it be great if uh, Kanye read a book instead? Anyways, <laughs> Focus Group, <laughs> November 16th through January 11th. Yep. At your gallery, Stuff Todd Likes. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Just Google Stuff Todd Likes, and you'll find <laughs> Focus Group. There's 18 artists. I'm excited to check it out. opens this weekend. Thank you for doing this show. Yeah. Thank you for having me again. Uh, We're going to end this show with a salute to America's mayor, Rudolph Giuliani. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a wonderful night.